0: Hi it's Mike from the Southland Community Law Centers and with me today is our staff solicitor Gail. Hi Gail. Hi Mike. Today we're going to follow up from our previous radio show of last year where we discussed the new laws relating to residential tenancies. Arguably the new laws were designed to bring in uh, bring better balance between the um, tenants and the landlords and hopefully it has done that. However, we shall discuss a few of the changes that came in in February. So, as always, this is general information and not legal advice, and for advice on your situation, you can contact our office. So, as we have previously mentioned in our radio um, show, the laws relating to the residential tenancies have changed. So, Gail, are the new laws in, all in focus now? or
1: Not all of them. Um, as we mentioned in our first episode, the laws come into force in three phases. They were given royal assent on the 11th of August 2020, And the first phase came into effect late 2020. The second phase came into force on the 11th of February this year. And the third phase will come into effect in August of this year. It has been said that these changes are the biggest change to tenancy laws in the last 35 years.
0: Okay. So, go. what laws um, come into force under Phase 2 as of February?
1: Uh, Well, Mike, there are quite a few. For example, landlords are no longer able to end any periodic tenancy without cause by just giving a 90-day notice to the tenants. A landlord and a tenant can agree to extend or renew a fixed-term tenancy. Tenants must now give uh, the landlord 28 days written notice if they wish to end a fixed-term tenancy. And essentially, this confirms the fixed-term tenancy will end on the agreed date shown in the tenancy agreement. Otherwise, it becomes a periodic tenancy at the end of the fixed term.
0: So what exactly does that mean?
1: If you've got a fixed term tenancy with a set end date, if you don't tell your landlord that you want to leave at least 28 days before the end date, then it continues on forever and you have to give notice in accordance with um, periodic tenancies. Right.
0: So the 90-day thing, the 90-day notice...
1: Um, Well, Mike, gone are the days where a landlord could give you a 90-day notice to vacate for no reason. Now landlords will have to specify why the tenancy should be terminated to the tribunal.
0: Okay, so what are some examples of valid reasons for a landlord to be able to ask a tenancy tribunal to terminate?
1: Um, Non-payment of rent is one reason, repeated antisocial behaviour, substantial damage to the property, those are a few reasons. Um, A landlord cannot simply ask you to leave.
0: Okay, so even, is that still a 90-day period, but they just have have to have a valid reason now?
1: Yeah. Okay. Depending. On? If if one of the reasons that you can get rid of tenants is if you, if they assault you, that period of notice is only two weeks to boot them out.
0: All right. We might look into that a bit later on, discuss that a bit deeper if we've got time.
1: Okay.
0: Um, So... I know that we've touched on this in our previous talk, but can we just clarify a couple of things? Sure. In regards to without cause, so that means, like, you've just covered?
1: Yes. Right. Without cause means without reasonable cause. The law gets rid of, um, the new laws get rid of no-fault tenancy terminations, uh, meaning that unless landlords have a valid reason, they cannot terminate, like we've discussed.
0: Okay. Sweet. They can't get rid
1: of you because they don't like you. Like well, I've never
0: had that issue before, so I can't no. see them getting kicked out anyway. Um, also, I, I think it might be an idea to mention the various types of tenancies agreements again, just so that people can yeah. re-familiarise themselves,
1: perhaps. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, there are three off the top of my head, periodic, fixed term, and a service tenancy agreement. So the differences are a periodic is one that does not have a specified end date. A fixed term does have a specified end date, A service tenancy is one that commonly exists between an employer and an employee. Um, An example of a service tenancy is that of an employee living on a farm. Sometimes farm workers may be provided with a house on or close to the farm to make it easier for the employee. Their rent effectively comes out of their wages. Okay. And there are different laws in relation to the service tenancies compared with periodic and fixed term, such as notice periods for a tenant to vacate, this period of time is generally less than what will be permitted in a usual residential tenancy.
0: Okay, cool. So what are some of the other changes under the new tenancy laws? Uh,
1: another change is that the landlords can't decline requests for the tenants to make minor changes to the property. Landlords have 21 days to respond to any request made by the tenants.
0: Right, so you now know what's coming. Yes. I would like some examples,
1: okay. please. Uh, well, securing furniture or appliances... If there are an earthquake risk, uh, installing dishwashers and washing machines within reason, Um, installing a baby gate, fixing child safety latches to cupboards, installing shelving, installing TV aerials, installing gardens when they can be returned to the state that they were at the start of the tenancy, installing curtains with window coverings and installing picture hooks.
0: Okay, so who bears the cost of these changes then?
1: The cost of minor changes is the responsibility of the tenant, along with the costs of any resulting damage by the changes.
0: Okay, and do these changes um, have to be reversed at the end of the tenancy?
1: Essentially, yes, but not always. If the landlord agrees to the new install- installation, such as the shelf, um, then sometimes the change may actually benefit the landlord and add value to their property, so they don't want it reverted back to the original state. So
0: essentially, then, the, the landlord has the say to keep it or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Okay, so um, say I was wanted to, say, paint the interior of the house. Would the landlord give me a, uh, allow me for this, to, for this to happen or to do that?
1: Well, it depends. Painting the wall is slightly different mm. than putting up new curtains, as it is generally quite easy to return the house to its original state. Say if the tenant keeps the original curtains and and spare room or something. Paint, on the other hand, as a change is harder to reverse than decorative changes – um, True,
0: so that would be a case of probably getting permission from the landlord to paint it a certain colour Yeah And hopefully get the okay to, to to allow it to stay before the end of the tenancy So that it's not yeah. a, an issue
1: No, yeah, that's right
0: Yeah, cool Do you have any suggestions for tenants that they wish to make minor changes?
1: Yes, it would be good to get um, a recommended professional in some situations where a minor change is made as a tenant is liable for damages resulting from the change, um, because you're up for damages. Say you install a dishwasher. If you were a, a plumber was to install it, then they could be liable for any damages. But if you were to install it, then you would be liable for the damages. Yeah.
0: No, that makes sense. That's. Um...
1: I would also suggest that if your landlord agrees to any of the changes, that it would be prudent to get this in writing, an agreement in writing.
0: Good thinking. So what's the other changes under phase two?
1: Um, landlords cannot decline requests from tenants wishing to install fiber, broadband, internet connections if there is no cost to the landlord and if there's none of the specific exceptions. So if it damages the certain things of the house, like its character, they don't have to put it in.
0: Okay, so the landlord can refuse to allow that.
1: Depending, it's very limited Yeah, if uh, the character of the property, as yeah. you said,
0: then they could say no, and that would be a fine. Yes. Is that what yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, rental bidding is no longer allowed, um, nor are rental auctions. Um, landlords must consider requests for the assignment of tenancies, and they must not decline unless they have a good reason. This provision overrides any tenancy agreements that state assignments are prohibited. Okay. Under Phase 2, Suppression Orders can remove the names of and identifying details of the Tenancy Tribunal orders that are published if the parties apply for suppression and they were wholly or substantially successful in the Tenancy Tribunal. Previously, all names of parties and orders on the Tenancy Tribunal and their particulars were able to be accessed by the general public this request for suppression may encourage parties who would previously not brought the case to the Tenancy Tribunal because of its public nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would also be unlawful not to provide and maintain rental records. Um, sure, like At the moment, there was a case about a landlord up north that didn't lodge their bond. Right. And that was the first time that a the tenancy tribunal looked at it
0: and so they have the power to issue fines etc and those fines are payable to the courts or to the tenants or
1: usually it's payable to the tenants
0: good that's good so that would prompt the um the landlords to do things properly i.e. instead of pocketing bond money themselves with the intent to give it back at the end of it, but if they have struck hard times and haven't got it, that causes issues, so they're better off lodging it. Well, this guy was
1: a property manager, so it made it worse than just a regular private landlord. Um, There are like 27 different fines for landlords breaching the laws, which are contained in the schedules of the Residential Tenancies Act.
0: Okay, cool. Well, Gail, thank you for answering those questions for us, and I hope it sheds some lights on on these topics for our listeners. So can you tell us some of the changes that are going to happen with Phase 3?
1: Sure. Um, well, phase three is coming into force late this year, on the eleventh of August. And under phase three, tenancies can be terminated in situations where there have been, there's been family violence, or there's been assault on the landlord or one of the landlord's associates.
0: Okay. So where can our listeners get some more information in relation to a residential tenancy?
1: I would suggest the residential tenancies issues would go onto the Tenancy Services website. Um, there is a lot of information on that site, on tenancy.govt.nz There is even a rent bot app that you can either access on your phone or your um, desktop, it your yeah, desktop. Yep. and it can answer your particular situation. It's a, there are other tools tailored to your particular situation on the website as well.
0: Awesome. So it appears that um, we might have a couple of minutes to um, discuss the Healthy Home Standards. Is that all up and running in done now? Does it all have to be compliant?
1: Not quite. The measures are being gradually made. Like the Residential Tenancies Amendment Act and its phases, the Healthy Home Standards come gradually into force. From the 1st of December 2020, landlords must include a statement of their current level of compliance with the Healthy Home Standards in any new or renewed tenancy. From July 1st of this year, private landlords must ensure their rental properties comply with the standards within 90 working days of new or renewed tenancies. And all boarding houses must comply with the healthy home standards unless they're community run or through Kanga or that's Housing New Zealand.
0: Cool. So, well, that brings us to the end of our session for today. And thanks again, Gail, for coming in. Um, really appreciate you giving up your time. As always, it's important to remember that all situations are unique, and it's advised that if you are unsure about your rights or obligations, you seek legal advice or information about your situation as early as you can. If you have any questions about what we've discussed today or have any, a query in relation to something else or you would just like an appointment with one of our volunteer lawyers, then please call us on 2143 180. We'll stop it in our offices at Level 2, 33 Don Street. Our office hours are 9am to 4.30 Monday to Thursday and Fridays we're open to 12.30. So we are still maintaining our outreach clinics uh, with the proviso that we can keep the recommended safe distancing requirements if this is not possible, then other arrangements will need to be made. Being at Level 1, it's not that big a problem at the moment, but we just don't know when we're going to head back. Anyway, our um, rural outreach clinics are in the following areas. Gore, Bluff, Winton, Riverton, Lumsden, Tautaui, Ohai, Nightcaps, Tautapiri and Tiano. Uh, you can contact us on 0800 55 0800 to make an appointment uh, for or for details of when we're next in your area. And again, that's it from us, and thanks, go. Okay? All good. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.